0: Dustin, what are you drinking? I'm drinking some uh, Kroger Big K Zero Sugar Zero Calorie Caffeine-Free <laughs> Root Beer.
1: <laughs> Isn't all ca- root beer caffeine-free?
0: Uh, I think so, except for Barts. Like, Barks has bite, whatever that is. I think the bite oh. is the caffeine. Oh, yeah, I think there's one that has caffeine.
1: So this is a dumb question because you're drinking it, so you obviously like root beer. But have you always? I do not like root beer. I, find uh, I like root beer. Yeah. I but, like root beer with whiskey, which is a weird mm-hmm. combination, but I don't
0: like root beer in general. But you don't drink whiskey right now. I don't. Hundred and I, I am ten a, days?
1: Let's tell 107. you. 107. I'm almost at four months. One sixteen. twenty it'll be it four up. months. Good
0: job. Uh I uh I do like root beer just fine. I'm not a big root beer guy, mm-hmm. but like I do like AW root beer and stuff. And my grandma growing up worked at A and W and so she'd bring home. Really?
1: Is it yeah. Northwest Company? No. No, okay. But there was
0: one in Seattle. But okay. um she'd bring home like the two liter gallons, like milk jugs yeah. full of root beer. And we so we always had root beer. But um no, I'm not a humongous fan, but my son stopped drinking soda a while back. He will now he'll only drink this like zero sugar stuff. Okay, and we started putting out all kinds of stuff, so we get it. It's fine. I'm I'm a big water guy, like what you're drinking. Yeah. I'm a huge like the Kroger lemon lime stuff that they put out that's just sparkly water. I love it.
1: So good. Um, my wife wa- do you know Youth with a Mission, YWAM? Yeah, YWAM. She yeah. did YWAM, uh, and worked in Jakarta. Mm-hmm. And wow. I think she made root
0: beer. Yeah. Like the taught her how to root beer. Yeah. yeah. I made root beer as a kid with my grandfather. Yeah. 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 Out of a root. Yeah. Uh,
1: that's, that's like, like legit. That's why I so I didn't know that. I oh, found yeah. it so interesting that like, that is why it's, it's called It's like,
0: that. Sas- and sarsaparilla is a root too, I believe. Uh-huh. A spice and a root. And then, so that's why sarsaparilla is kind of similar, but. Yeah, my grandfather he my grandfather was kind of a mad scientist in the basement, and he he should be showing me like, let's try this, let's try that. And he was cool. I dig it. Yeah.
1: All right. So for our topic today, uh we got oh, just you and me hanging again.
0: And so hanging with Mr. Cooper. What's that? You never saw that show? No. It's <laughs> in the eighties, I think. Nineties. Okay. sitcom. Um, I had a topic I texted you about
1: on my way here. Um kind of about the el- evolution of theology. In the evolution of God, Um, and there's this f- phrase we use uh, like God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? That like mm-hmm. God is unchangeable, God is immovable. Um, and in some ways, people mean like, well, God is with you, right? Like that's not changing. Other people believe that to mean like God's thoughts and cha- beliefs and theology, like what who God is and what God believes. Justice in the Old Testament is the same as today. Yeah, like things don't change. We also, I got lunch with someone uh, the other day, and they were like, well how could you not as a human progress in your beliefs? Like what you believed as a 10 year old versus a 20 year old, this guy's in his sixties as a six year old, like believe something different. Right. Um, And I was like, yeah, that's also certainly true. Right. Like it seems like we progress. And so I just wanted to talk about this idea of God growing and evolving us growing and evolving beliefs, shifting and changing. Like I've been, uh, I'm going to say guilty, but I don't mean it necessarily in a bad way, but I've been a pastor who said like, Well, the Old Testament God can be a little bit archaic and maybe justice and whatnot has shifted from then to now. But uh, before we, I guess, just dive into the topic and see where it leads us, like when you think about that, and they're two different buckets, God changing, evolving, us changing, evolving, God being the same over all of that yesterday, today, and forever, like how do you, what do you initially think about that?
0: My initial thoughts are, probably more in the contemporary biblical teachings, the more the biblical theology teachings of yeah, that he doesn't change that. I mean, if you're God and you're all knowing being all knowing makes it so that you don't have to change your mind. You uh-huh. already know, you've already thought of everything from every angle, you know, yeah. everything, right. You know how it's going to end up, you know, you know, uh, every circumstance, there's no, there's no science left that you don't know. There's no math left that you don't know. There's no, right. So to me, I've always kind of been under the under the impression that he doesn't change. That said, I think that I think obviously we have changed. We've I think we 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 probably would say that hum- humanity's gotten more enlightened. Mm-hmm. We've gotten more tolerant. Uh, maybe uh, we've gotten all these things, but but. Maybe God's always been that enlightened and always been that tolerant. And maybe it's been us that have needed to change. Yeah. And the way that we interpret God, the God of the Old Testament, and maybe even he understands things that we don't get. Like this is the basic evolution of the human brain over time. You know, yeah, over millennia where right. <laughs> you're a Neanderthal and you hit the girl on the head with your club and drag her to your cave right. and then the wife, you know, and then to now, right. Yeah. Where, where science and math has, we've gotten more of an understanding of the universe and all these things. And God's kind of like, I mean, if he's all knowing, he's, he's gotta be like, it's gotta be like when your baby is just born and can't speak your language. Cause we can't speak God's language. Not yeah. really. Uh, or, or on his level of in yeah. any way. So that's yeah. kind of where I'm at. Like, I think God is the same yesterday and forever. I think we change. Um, but here's what I do find interesting that we are made in his image and his likeness is what we're told in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so if we're made in his image and his likeness and we change, then how does he not change? And then because, you know, but maybe that's, maybe that's one way we're not like God. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think all of that's really, really intriguing to think about. Right. Cause it's, you use the analogy in the last episode we recorded together about like, say your son runs into a fire. Um, and from your fatherly perspective, you see it in one way, maybe mm-hmm. God views, like how could that have ripple effects 20 years down the road? You don't even see in the moment. Right. right? Yeah. And, there's this – I think Francis Chan said this, and, and I think it was in the book Erasing Hell, which was kind of like his rebuttal to Love Wins by Rob Bell. Um, he would say it wasn't really that, but it's kind of what mm-hmm. it was, at least timing and content-wise. But he made one comment there that I really resonated with, and I think it was him. It could have been a Rob Bell's book, but I'm almost certain it was Francis Chan. That was like when we assert to know like God would do this or God wouldn't do that, mm-hmm. making that comment on justice things or – um on anything like we're essentially saying like we're as smart as god right and what i think you said um and I kind of went over it quickly it's like we are evolving and we are like our our humanity is getting smarter like we're getting a greater understanding of the universe that is generationally passed down and i think we have kind of assumed and maybe every generation has always thought this, but we're at the one that's finally gonna crack the code. Mm. And I think that's what's really interesting when we talk about this evolution of God versus us. It's like, maybe we're just growing into a greater understanding of what we know to be true out of, out of what we can know, but it doesn't make God fully knowable. And I think that's, I think, I would be interested to ask someone this, like to say like, is God evolving if we believe that to be true versus God maybe being always constant? Um which one of those are maybe connected to God eventually being knowable and the other God always being not fully knowable. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I fall into the idea like, I don't think that on this side of eternity, anyone will ever be able to fully know every nuance of God. I agree. But I wonder with someone that would say that God is always evolving. Do they at some point think maybe not today for us, but in three generations from now, that group of people, will fully be able to know God, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, unless God shows up again, yeah, like in our presence, I don't know yeah. how that we would be able to fully know God. But also when we talk about evolution, you know, evolution in species, if you believe in evolution, which I think I do, I think God uses evolution. Yeah. Um, You know, but if, if you look at that, there was a, there's a reason, there's a reason why, Tadpoles turn into frogs. They needed to get on land to eat or whatever, whatever the reasons are, there's, there's some, there's some output or some, some reason for their, their change. Why would God need to evolve is the question. So, because, because the way we look at evolution, at least I think is that it's, it's getting better. Things are getting better. Meaning um, we used to believe that uh, if a woman did certain things, that she was a witch and so we should burn the witch you know and now we have not that
1: long we don't believe that anymore
0: right yeah but not that long ago right or native americans you know whatever they were do you know whatever so we're going to take them out you know like this is this is how our history hitler had his certain thoughts right not agreeing with him at all. Let's just make that super, super clear. That's not yeah, what I'm doing here. Good. But there, but there were, there were these people that thought that, okay, we're going to make, we're going to evolute. Evolve. I just, I just make up words. There you go. <laughs> we're going to evolve into something better over time. That's yeah. what evolution would get. Does God need to be better or is God perfect? I mean, what, what yeah. does he need more knowledge? Does he need to be more empathetic? Does he need, what is God on the Enneagram? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's like,
1: what, what does he need? Like, yeah. What would you, so maybe an interesting way to go at this is like, we look at things like the, like genocides in their old Testament. Right. Like, and that because then I would say for people that are like, Hey, God is evolving. Right. Mm-hmm. That would be what like, and, and I've been, again, someone that maybe has said this and I don't even know that I full. So anyway, let me just say, I so like there's genocide in the old Testament, uh, God telling whoever run around and, uh, kill all the, the the Canaanites or whatever, and get the the women, yeah, because screw the too. Canaanites, dude, yeah, yeah. they so, suck, man. So, uh, and then we look at that, like, well, that was the god of the Old Testament, and the yeah. implicit of that is like, well, that was like a god that was maybe not fully woke or fully there or something, right? Um,
0: right, as if, right.
1: But so that seems like an incomplete view. But like, so how do you then reconcile? As, this is a shift of questions. Yeah, how do you as a Christian reconcile things like that? when you're looking at it like and being like, well, God isn't evolving, but God was present in that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm a storyteller for a living. So, Uh you know, that's, I think that when you look at the story and you look at, um, I mean, when, when we see the flood, if the, if the flood was a real thing, which by the way, like, I'm not a big like I don't I'm not a literalist, uh-huh. but I also there's lots and lots and lots of cultures all over the planet that talk about the big flood. Yeah. So I go, OK, well, if we're talking about science, then there's lots of scientists and and, and people, people around that, yeah. that talk about that. So there's a really solid chance that happened. Um, was it the flood that, you know, whatever, but whatever. So God says we're going to take out the planet. I'm going to keep, you know, this one holy family. Um, if it really happened to happen, regardless, why would God do that? Well, God is the the narrator, right? He's the storyteller. It's his story to tell. And does what we don't see is we don't have the context of God. So when you're telling a story, when you're making a film and you're telling a story, it's really good to have character development. Right. Yeah. And we have no character development on God. Mm. It's like. There's God. We have character development. In Jesus, we have a teensy tiny bit on the Holy Spirit. But really, Jesus is the character development that we have. We know where For he came God, from. Yeah. We know how he was, where he was born. We 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 even are part of that. Like if you're reading, like, oh, and then they were gonna kill, they were trying, you know, Herod was trying to kill him, and so then yeah. they, they, they became refugees, and like he's it's the underdog story. Like there's all this, yeah. there's all these pieces. We have no we have no background on God. God's there. And now all of a sudden he, but he has a chosen people. And I think that that's a big part of it where we're like, okay, like, would you ride or die for your family? Like you would, if somebody, you know, if you had to, I mean, you wouldn't want to, but if like, if you had to go take some people out, you know, John Wick style (laughs) because they were threatening your family, like hurting your family or your dog or your dog or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. Uh, You know, how does that, how does that work? And so I agree though, that God does, it does, it doesn't bode well for God. Like if you're, if you're reading it in, uh, in the tabloids, it it seems like there was this, like there, God was this angry kid with a magnifying glass burning ants, you know? And then now he doesn't seem like that, but I'm not actually totally sure that's true because we don't actually have a great deal of context about God, the father after Jesus right in the new Testament. Yeah. we not, there are not a bunch of stories about God. So, so when we read about things where God, God tells them to go take out the Canaanites, is that the interpretation of those people or did God really, I, I don't know. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. There's so many interesting things in that, like, and what stood the most out to me other than the last thing you said, as well is like we don't have the full perspective, like no. like these are stories recorded that like they're like God said this, and like how much of it is personal mm-hmm. interpretation and and all that, and then a lot of it does come down to like what do you believe to be true about the organization and composition of the Bible, right? That speaks a lot into that. But what I really thought was interesting is this idea of character development and the idea of thinking of God as the main character, right? In this, that doesn't get a lot of like development but this idea that like there are these things i've just never been like god is so ride or die for me that like these but we would give a lot more permission to someone that was ride or die for yeah. the family and i've not necessarily thought about it that way and i do think about god as a family member right and god mm-hmm. is like deeply devoted to us as and we are to god but that was just a really interesting way that hit in a different way because i've yeah. never heard it said like that
0: well if you think about like god pre-jesus Like we do have like a certain like kind of view of him. You know, he's kind of this, I mean, he's definitely like loves Jewish people. Everybody else can suck it. And, you know, you know what I mean? Like, and people are going to die. And, but then Jesus comes and like, so you you kind of look at him like, at least I do like a a mean older brother or something or whatever, dad, whatever. But then he does the most loving, incredible thing of all time is he gives his son for everybody. Yeah, And then you go, that's the same God. So how can that be the same God? In my mind, it doesn't compute, but at the, but it also, it's like, okay, I don't get it. Yeah. Clearly I don't get it because he's, he's taken out all these people over here. And then, and I heard, I heard something, this is not biblical. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say this is even my theology, but I did hear, uh, I was talking to a guy recently and we we're talking about uh, his, his interpretation of the great flood is that God was already kind of like not psyched about us, you know, in general, which we kind of know, you know, like from, from the, from jump we're sinning, you know, yeah. and, but he knew that we were going to do that anyway, sure. but he wasn't psyched about us. But then the thing that really pushed him over the edge was the Nephilim and the Nephilim were giants or whatever. Yeah. And they were half, half angel, angelic. Half human. Yeah. And like, as we talk about this right now, people on this podcast are like, Google. is this ancient aliens or whatever, like this bizarre, but this is what it says in the Bible, you know, that they're half angels and half humans. So they, you know, they got it on and then they had babies and then there were the Nephilim, these giants. And so this guy's theory was like, God was just like, nah, you can't have celestial beings and earthly beings. This isn't what I had in mind. So that's why he sent the flood.
1: Yeah, I think it's uh the Book of Enoch, right? And Ooh. some of the Book of Maccabees. No, not Maccabees. I've Enoch. Never, I've
0: never even heard of that book.
1: Maccabees. That's not in the Bible. Yeah, the it, Book of Maccabee? Maccabees. That's not in the Bible. It's in that the, is
0: not a book of the Bible.
1: It's in the Catholic Bible. Well, we're not Catholic. Yeah. It, oh, so they're not. Yeah, they're they're not like canonized Protestant <laughs> okay. books. But I think it's Maccabees. Is Enoch?
0: I know of Enoch.
1: Enoch did not make it into any. Okay, so
0: Enoch's not in there either. Okay, um, but I think Maccabees is in the Catholic Bible. Okay the um, way they talk about the Nephilim. Do we have any, is there anything in the canonized Christian text that talks about the Nephilim?
1: That's a really, uh, I thought there was, I think that, but it's in passing, right? It's like, so people are like, so it's very much in passing.
0: Well, that, it was like when they went, they were going to go to the promised land and it was flowing with milk and honey, but it was full of giants. I don't think that's Nephilim. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. There's other kind of giants.
1: I don't know. I know that. Uh, what was that movie? the one that's like it's the russell crow it's noah maybe is the name of the movie oh yeah it's like this first cinematic thing and i remember people being like so, i can't remember who directed but like so someone just decided to throw rock monsters into the thing oh yeah and that's kind of how like they just like they made these nephilim look was like these giant rock monsters but that was like what they were Veggie supposed Tales to be.
0: rock monsters are dope dude, dude
1: i never rock monster
0: yeah. Ooh, ooh, rock monster rock lobster monster uh, dude. yeah i don't know maybe my maybe my veggie song will go, go big on tiktok too just like in
1: life i mean this is actually a great comparative thing to yeah, find out let's find out so i'm gonna be emily here in this room for a second and i'm gonna ask okay. you a question that if she was here she would have asked you um a little bit of a shift topic wise okay and you knew this the second you said it that you're like if emily was here she would ask this no, you may be us, but you said that God sacrificing His son was the most loving thing He could do. Oh yes, there oh, uh, we go. Emily would would say that's not to be true, and maybe she's chipped on that. But and there's more nuance in it. But she, one of that was a thing we bonded over really quickly. It was a question she asked me it was like, "Why did Jesus have to die on the cross?" Mm-hmm. And has oftentimes had really it, taken issue with and struggle with the idea that like this could be a loving thing. Mm-hmm. And I know we've, I think we've tackled it the three of us off camera. I don't know that we've ever talked about it on, at least with you. Yeah. And so I would just be interested to hear like, uh, like the dummies version of like, why you would
0: say like, that's loving. This is loving. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty simple. He saved every, all of humanity from the beginning of time to the end of time with this one sacrifice. And he also is all knowing, which means he knows that Jesus was going to rise from the dead. So it it was limitedly painful. Hmm. I mean, if I had to watch my son die, uh, that horrific death, for sure, and be in pain like that as a father, I would want to take that from him. But at the same time, if I know and he's going to be with me in a couple days and he's going to be good to go. Like, we don't live like that as Christians, like that we know we're going to heaven and that Mm -hmm. we're going to, this is going to, there is an eternity. We don't really. Yeah. Hedge our bets a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We, We get, we get, we have a lot of fun down here. Yeah. Because we go, man, I'll this might only be one time through. Yeah. YOLO, baby. Yeah, exactly. So I think that is like incredibly loving, especially because in essence, we're just his pets. Mm. You know, would you die for your ant farm? I wouldn't. I would not. I wouldn't either. Yeah. And I, I mean, and then also like God could just make more. Like if I could just like make more ant farms. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I get what you're saying. I don't think God uses God's ant farm, but I do. I don't either. Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't either. And that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Is okay. that I think that like. Essentially, though, like it is what we what he could choose to view us as. Sure, he's got all the planets on, you know, in the universe. Like he can do whatever he wants. He's God, right? And then, and yet somehow, he still loves us, Mm. which that blows my mind that he and that he would send his son. So I think it's loving.
1: Yeah, Um, I would say a common theme of our two episodes we've just done is is perspective i think right like mine's correct um, that's right
0: no but like perspective every christian yeah right right. my my
1: perspective is the right one but we don't possess gods right like and i think that is an interesting thing even in how like say we sit down there's you me emily and three other friends um and we're talking about is this loving or not we will all have a perspective that is at least some percent true right like of why Say, why is the crucifixion, why is the death, or like why is any of that loving or not loving? You could come across it from any one direction, six unique perspectives. Mm-hmm. And you could, I at least me personally, I could be like, I see truth in that. Right? Yeah, sure. And what's interesting is like, to your point, which I don't think we always give enough credence to is. My point. To your point that uh, you don't give enough. Korean no, statements. to the, to the point that God is outside of our time and space continuum yeah. and like God's knowledge is not our knowledge. And I've said this before, like our justice is not God's justice right. because our justice does exist within at best, likely a hundred year lifespan of my own. So, like, my like I want things open, closed, and completed mm-hmm. within a shorter time right. frame that doesn't fit in the time frame of eternity. The sitcom. And you wonder, like, how would my ju- – like, you think about the death penalty for people. They're very pro-death penalty. How would you view penalizing someone for a heinous crime with death in a world that is Im- limitlessly eternal? Like, mm-hmm. is that – Right. Like, do we change our views on that? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm very anti-death penalty in general. So am I. But, like <sighs> – the people that I wonder are doing that. Like how can you believe in eternity if, and a good God?
0: Well, yeah. And how do you, how do you believe that it's it's your right to take a life where that person may not, if you believe that there has to be on this side of death, there has to be a decision made for Jesus or, or yeah, and you, you pull just, it out of their hands, right? If exactly, you believe that, you've right? You've taken that away from them. If that's your belief system. Yeah. And a lot of, and a lot of people that believe in the death penalty, are also hardcore Christians, believe, yeah and they so they think which by the way uh one of the 10 commandments is thou shalt not kill
1: yeah so i mean well they would read it as murder and that's not murder that's justice it's i don't agree with and that also
0: but. i'm not i don't i yeah. read it as thou shalt not kill yeah. i actually don't think police or soldiers or anybody have the right yeah. to take someone's life
1: you're a pacifist like me yeah Think of that. We have more in common than I thought. Yeah, I, I I'm like a
0: hardcore pacifist and I, I never
1: talk about it with people, but like it's, I gotten,
0: I've gotten in big trouble recently because I have a friend who's a police officer and his wife. I said something on Facebook and she took umbra, which is totally, I mean, I get it. She's his wife. Like she, yeah. I can, I can be empathetic to her every time he leaves the, the home. Yeah. Like, will he come home? Man, that's, that's big time. And I'm thank God I don't have to deal with that in my family. But, um, yeah, I just told her, I was like, I just don't, I mean, as harsh as it is, he's a believer, and if it was him or the other, you know, the bad guy or whatever, he'd go to heaven. I don't know, you know, if we don't know the bad guy would. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't think it's. I don't think we should be shooting each other and. Yeah. All of it. Yeah.
1: Well, that's at the. This has turned into an oddly political episode in the last forty-five <laughs> seconds. And I'm not that
0: political. <laughs> I just have certain beliefs that. Yeah. I guess people would say they're political because they yeah. have put them in these pods. Mm. Yeah. I think my beliefs are very biblical, but.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the hard thing, too, though, is like when we talk about things like the death penalty, right? Like, and we said it's like a, a lot of Christians are advocating for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be a. They would say they're being biblical, too, which is interesting because. And I would ask
0: them to explain that. Yeah. And I don't think they can. Yeah.
1: It's. This is, I think, the hardest political stance either of us have taken dude, on the podcast. Dude,
0: when, when Jesus was being arrested, dude cut off other dude's ear. And he put and it, Jesus put it back on yeah, his And head. put your sword away, right? He like, put your sword away. If yeah. you live by the sword. Did he say that so you die by the sword. Yeah. I, not right there. I don't think that was right there. Was it? I think it's in the... I, I don't know. But it is, you know, it's one of the things in life just where I think there's a hubris and an arrogance in... A lot of us, including me, yeah. you know, like that think we're allowed to do certain yeah. things. Don't you think it's somewhat
1: tied up in our innate desire and sinful desire, I would say, to play God? Like that's what be we're in doing control.
0: We're playing God. Yeah, being in control. I totally think so. I think we do it in our families. I think we do it in our own lives. I think we do it, you know, control is such... Because we don't want to give control over to God.
1: Yeah. Which, and I'm going to make a connection here that I actually think that's part of, because I do believe we're evolving and I like in some of this in our beliefs, but I think that's what we think we're evolving to is to be able to be little gods, like to be able to play that. So like, I don't think anyone would name that, but I think that some, I don't necessarily believe that. Yeah. But I think that that's where I see the Mormons neg- would,
0: Mormons would agree with you. I think so. Yeah.
1: I think that, but that's where I see the negative and being like, well, everything is like, well, to what end, right? right? Are we evolving to perfect thought and perfect mind and ability I, to control? and like
0: I want to evolve. I think Christians, I think Christians should their the, our goal should be to evolve, to be more like Jesus. That's it. Yeah. All the time. Like that's what we're trying to be. And if that's more liberal than you are, so be it. If that's more conservative than you are, so be it. This isn't about you and it's not about me. Mm. There's a bigger story. We have little tiny walk-on roles. You know, think about the history of the planet. How big is our role here, right? It's not that big. And so, but because we're us, I'm me, you're you, I'm not you. I don't wake up and look at your face. I look at this, you know, we're ourselves. We, we are in inherently selfish. I put on my pants, I brush my teeth. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's hard. It's, it's a fight to not be selfish. Yeah. I just started, uh, this is kind of an,
1: aside. I just started volunteering on the the board of a nonprofit. That's uh, not a Christian one. And, uh, what I was thinking about, like, and, and it's not, not Christian, but I would say the group of people they serve is primary. Like faith has nothing to do with it. Mm. Um, and I was thinking about how like I am viewed by Christians as like one of the most progressive people. And by this room I was viewed as one of the most conservative people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, even those monikers of, of description and as we think about evolving thought and all like to someone, we were always the most this or the most that. And I think that just makes it really interesting to, to compare ourselves to, but then to think like, well, if we're just looking at Jesus at, like, then it shouldn't be the world or the people around us yeah. or the, this or the, that that are the things that are, yeah, they can think to- whatever
0: they want, I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, and if in a if you are in a room and you're the most conservative or the most liberal, use that voice that you have, you know, it'd yeah. be my recommendation to to help sway people to be more like Jesus whether they believe in him or not. Mm. Because I believe that he that he is, you know, perfect. Mm. So if he's perfect and we can, you know, the way we see him treat women, the way we see him treat people that the religious people called sinners, the way we see, you know, all those things, we don't act like that as Christians. Yeah. Um, I mean, most of us. And I mean, even me sometimes, even you, I mean, everyone we're judgmental, you know, and it's, I think we, if we want to be more like Jesus, we become more, um, we become more loving. We become more hopeful. We become less, you know, grippy, like I was talking to my mom about like when you hold your stuff and you're like I'm right, then you have fists. But if you're yeah. like this, you're like you can at least like accept.
1: Yeah, you can, you rece- yeah, you can receive. You can have it. the potential to hold something
0: new, right? Yeah. Um, it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Yeah, salt and pepper.
1: What is your What is your favorite Biggie song?
0: Um,
1: ooh, no, stop. Recommendation station. Recommendation Re- recommend,
0: station. Recommend your favorite Biggie song. I mean so there's a song called "Bat" or there's a song uh that Biggie was on with Craig Mack and Buster Rhymes I think uh it was called Bad Boys and uh, I think Puss on it too that's probably my favorite song okay. and it, but it's like a collaboration it's okay. highly inappropriate sure the words but yeah I liked it okay. yeah that's not my recommendation
1: though no um I am surprised like I because I grew up on the West coast. Like I just never, I was like, it was Tupac or die. Like I, I was loved listening Tupac to something. Too, it was hip like, hop. All hip hop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we are in recommendation station, mm-hmm. recommendation zone. I think it yep. what do yeah. you, what do you got for us?
0: Uh, I would just say, look, man, if you are, uh, thinking about your childhood, if you're thinking about nostalgic things, go back and play, uh, uh some NES, go, go play a Nintendo game, go play Mario, mm. Or go watch a VHS tape. I've been really like right over. You can't see yeah. it, but I've got a VCR combo and yeah. I've watched a few movies. I watched OC. Do you remember that? Yeah. Orange County yeah. with uh, Jack Black. And- we are the same height. That is neat. <laughs> that is neat. Uh, and then I watched <laughs> The Hand That Rocked the Cradle. I don't know if you ever saw that no. movie. Super creepy. Um, but I've been watching VHS tapes and they just make me feel yeah. happy.
1: Uh, you did not ask me to do this, but you are. I'm going to do it anyway you have recently started a new company i did yeah and it actually store. uh scratches this itch for people yeah would you again and just so anyone knows you did not ask no. this we did not talk about this no this isn't a paid promotion will me. you plug it though because i sure. do think what you're doing is cool
0: well we started a, a store called retro swap mm-hmm. and uh it's here in our town in greater st louis and uh yeah we just we sell we sell uh nostalgic things uh toys Video games, Sega, Nintendo, you know, PlayStation stuff, and then we also have an arcade, so you can come play full-size arcades, stand-up arcades, or CRT, the old CRT TVs with uh, all the consoles and we yeah. have a bunch of games. The, super fun, yeah. It's I been think. really, really fun. Yeah, and remembering being a kid and remembering how grateful I was when I got my first Nintendo and all that stuff. Yeah. Yep.
1: Well, cool. Um, I. Recommendation stage. I just watched, and I talked about it in my sermon this last weekend. I watched the new Puss in Boots movie. Okay, it's and I don't think it's that new anymore. Um, but it was dope. Really. Um, so I watched it. So like my kids, yeah. yeah. Um, my kids were watching it in the other room. We were on vacation, and it was like during Grace's nap time. So the older tree Knox and Joe, watched and. I could hear it, and I was like, "Whatever." And they really wanted to watch it with us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "If you like, if you want to watch it with us, I'm gonna be like, let's watch it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna make a point. If they're so into something, they're gonna father of the year come to us and be like, "Hey, <laughs> like, it was over, and like, will you watch this with us? Sometime? Oh, they, want, they already yeah. watched it. Yeah, they, they already watched it. it and like, will you? Like, we want to do it again. Uh, will you watch it with us? Like, great. So Annie and I watched it with it, and it was so good that it made it into my sermon, like I said. But it's a great story about, I think, embracing life." not running from fear um and understanding like where your values lie and how do you like embrace life now and not just like wish it away to the next thing. Uh, yeah. It was really, really good. Does he have nine lives in yeah. it? Is He's on the what last one. Yeah. yeah. So and that's a spoil-free review. So yeah. um but uh this is not a recommendation, but I do really want to watch uh The Hunt. Okay. Have you heard of it? I don't think it came so. out in 2020. It's essentially about like uh it's like a political Thriller, satire, co- dark comedy. Huh. Like this group of people are captured and like tied up, bound, woken up, and they have like gags in their mouth, and they like. There's this big box of guns is opened up, and they're just being hunted. Huh. Um, and I think it's like these conservatives are being hunted by these really progressive. Oh, I have seen that. Um, I have seen it, and it's. I, I so I don't know. It the, was good. I I don't know the moral of it. Yeah, but I'm really interested to see because it's kind of. I'm very into political satire. Um, or really satire of any type, but I really want to watch it. So, yeah,
0: it was good. I liked it. Oh, you uh, did see it? Yeah, I did. Okay. I, I remember now. Now that you now that you said that the Waking Up, yeah, I I definitely saw it and it was good. I did. Okay. Um I also would say um the Barbie movies getting a lot of play right now. Yeah. So, I haven't seen it, but a lot of people are talking about that. Um Oh, and I did watch the trailer for Tusk. And that's an A24 movie. Yeah. And I will not watch that. I'm not going to be watching it. I was on that is so weird.
1: Uh, I think it was on HBO Max, and it was like uh, they have their sections, right? Like movies, TV, and this is like uh, last chance to watch. And I saw Tessa was like, not going to take that chance. No,
0: man, I watched that preview, and I was just like, yo, this is weird. (laughs)
1: I'm
0: not interested.
1: Uh, Have you seen the new A24 Talk to Me trailer? It's apparently like uh, so. It's a horror movie, and everyone that's reviewed is like this is not just the best horror movie of the year which it is it's like up for one of the best movies of the wow. year so they've said and i d- i doubt that it'll get the acclaim of that right but apparently it's like incredible i've seen dark. the
0: still i've seen the still of the girl and she's got all the tears in her eyes
1: yeah like so
0: i've seen that but i have not
1: yeah i'm not a huge horror movie guy so i I'm probably won't watch it but it if do- it's ho-
0: if it's horror like um like um get out and those kinds of yeah, horror movies those, yeah. i i like those
1: like but have you seen hereditary no, like I won't watch it. Like it sounds way too dark. I've seen pre. It's on my TikTok. Like people, the new thing on TikTok is people essentially put a whole movie in, yeah, in like short clips, <laughs> and like you can watch. So I've pretty much watched The Hunt on really? TikTok. Um okay. In that's not illegal. Uh, I'm sure it's got it's it. well, copyrighted. It's not. I'm sure it's not legal. But mm-hmm. but uh people have been doing it with these movies, and I was like, I could watch it here, and I was like, I don't need that. Yeah, that's weird. So, all right, man. Well, this has been fun. Emily will be back with us next week. Yeah. Um, but Hopefully. this is always fun. Like I enjoyed getting a chance to do this. We'll probably, honestly, for being honest, in the season to come, it might be more of this. Emily's back in teaching season, so yeah. Uh, you and I will probably be popping on a little more. Maybe her on with me as church life gets busier. Annie's going back to school, basketball, all that. So sure, we'll probably have a few revolving heads in here for the next couple of weeks revolving or months. Heads. Yeah, like the Exorcist. Can you digitally <laughs> make that up?
0: <laughs> I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> um, well,
1: days. hey, with that friends along the way don't forget
0: embrace Embrace the journey